This is one of our newest show sponsors. This is a business that was started by Chief Dave Robertson. And really what it all came down to is he knows that getting a fire job or getting promoted for the first time is incredibly hard. It's always a long process. It can be frustrating and it's, it's really incredibly challenging. What's even more challenging is that when you know that you always wanted to be a firefighter and that you would make a great firefighter or even more so being a great officer or chief and you just feel like no one will look at your resume or nobody will even give you a chance or take you serious for that promotion. So Chief Dave works really closely with, you know, creating just a team of two, the two of y'all. He's all about giving you the commitment that's unmatched towards achieving your, your career goals and exactly what you want to do. He will mentor and coach you to help you become the kind of candidate that these fire departments are all looking for and they can't miss. Chief Dave from Fire Edge, he comes with 25 years of fire service experience. Guys, go listen to the episode that I had him on the show. He talks all about it. He's been there and done that and actually earned his stripes in this business. On the business side, he's got thousands of hours of coaching and training, leading, consulting, recruiting, building, hiring processes, you know, you name it, and he's done it. Chief Dave, just talking to him, he's all about the one-on-one -on -one connection. He's all about customer service, and he really genuinely does care about the fire service as a whole and the next generation of guys that we're bringing into this business for a 30-year career. That all leads to having a strong passion with what you're doing and who you're working with. That's the 100% commitment that Chief Dave has given to me uh, with the Third Alarm Cowboys and what he's given to every single one of you out there across this nation and in Canada that are wanting to get involved in the fire service and are wanting to make that next step. Truly, it doesn't matter if you are just a recruit that's aspiring to get a fire career job or you're a company officer that's wanting to become a chief or a chief officer that's wanting to move any high, even higher. What you got to do is figure out your why and find your passion that makes you truly love this job. And that's what Chief Dave Robertson is doing with Fire Edge. So guys, give him a chance. Go look him up. Give him a phone call. He's putting his personal number out there for the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast listeners to give him a call and get your fire career either started and going or moving in the direction in which you want to do. So give Dave a call at 519-384-3072. And that's Fire Edge Career coaching training and consulting y'all go give him a chance go get to know him he's a great guy go listen to the podcast episode that i had him on that's chief dave robertson hey guys i'm gonna take a second and tell you all about first line fire service training it's a badass page on facebook i encourage every single one of you to go and follow them Dennis is a retired fire chief. He's been a huge supporter of our show for since the very beginning. He's believed in Third Alarm Cowboys and our mission of making firefighters better. Dennis also has the same mission of being able to train firefighters, make them better. He's using all of his years of experience of 20 plus years plus his military background to offer training ideas. He travels all around the country speaking at different conferences, trying to help guys get better when it comes to their tactical ability, when it comes to their physical ability, and everything in between. He's really pushing things to the limits, especially for an older guy that's retired. He's still getting up every single day putting his gear on, going out in the driveway, doing crazy-ass workouts that most of us couldn't even handle. He's still getting out there getting it done. He also does a weekly training video on first-line fire service training, offering up when every type of uh, tactical and operational skills that he's learned throughout his career through working from other people. One thing that's really impressive to me about Dennis is that he – owns the fact that most of the things that he has learned and sharing are things that he learned from other people and he's just passing that on. That's something that he and I have in common. He's taking all the information he took from his career and sharing it on to the next generation to make the next generation solid and better firefighters. That's a great mentality to have. He's the kind of guy that people should be listening to when it comes to learning about what to do in the fire service with their career, with their tactics, and with their operations. So y'all go check them out on Facebook, First Line Fire Service Training, LLC. Send Dennis a message that you heard about his business from our show.
If you're putting on any kind of training conference, Dennis is the guy that you need to contact, get him in the door and let him share his knowledge to make the people in your area that are attending the conference better. And just know that I support his business and he supports mine. And that's the kind of people that we need in the fire service to make us all better and stronger. I'm going to also take a second to tell you all about one of our show sponsors. That's Norse Fire Equipment out of North Dakota. Whenever I first started talking about having sponsors for the show, I really wanted it to be genuine businesses that are firefighter owned and operated and people that have good business ethics and have a good mission. Matt Vercota reached out to me from Norse Fire Equipment. He and I have spoken and, and talked back and forth a little bit, got to know each other, and he seems to have fit that criteria. He's a full-time firefighter and founded this company in 2020 to provide a good place for firefighters to be able to get equipment that they needed to be able to do their job and have it at a good price and just good quality equipment instead of some of these places that want to sell you real cheap crap. For Y'all go over to NorseFireEquipment.com, coupon code COWBOY5, that'll get you 5% off on your online orders. All right, guys, on with the show. to all units this is a third alarm switch to the tack channel ladies and gentlemen welcome to the tack channel i'm your host heath meredith this is the third alarm cowboys podcast this is the podcast for firefighters we talk about real life situations stuff in your station like leadership and promotions and stuff in your personal life like relationships and finances you name it, we talk about it. Some things may be a little controversial, but that's real life, and that's what we're going to talk about on this show. All right, guys, well, I'm back. Took a little break last week. I was a guest on uh, on another podcast, and that uh, between that and what I got going on at home with all the cows and the horses and trips to the vet and trips to the slaughterhouse and all that good stuff, I just honestly didn't have enough time to get on here and record uh, my own show for you guys, but as soon as... The show that I was a guest on last week is uh, is put out. I'll be able to share that, and y'all can kind of get caught up on what all it was that I had going on and, and some of the topics that I covered on another podcast. It was pretty cool. I got to tell y'all, I've never been a guest on another show before, and uh, it was it was a little different. It was it was different being the guy that's actually uh, you know somebody else is asking me the questions and me just giving my my honest opinion and my honest answers of of the way that I think things are to uh to somebody else on their platform and and for their listeners i'm sure that there's a ton of y'all that actually listen to both shows and so i it's going to be really cool for y'all to get to see kind of the collaboration that we're working on and when that is all completed i will uh i'll be able to make the official announcement but just know that's where i've been had a lot of good stuff going on just got home this morning from shift we uh spent a little time in the flashover chamber got to get a little hot feel a little heat uh, some of the new guys that are new to the fire service, I should say, because I'm, of course, new at my department. But there are guys that uh, they might have been in my department a little bit longer, but they haven't been in the fire service for quite as long. And they hadn't got to experience a flashover chamber and, and the heat that comes from that and the lessons that are learned and taught and, and what you learn that your gear is capable of withstanding and all that good stuff. It was it was fun. It was just overall it was fun and we uh, really enjoyed it. Got to have a good shift, made a couple fires, all that good stuff. Just uh, typical, typical fire station. So that's what it's all about, guys. I'm really fired up on this show. I'm gonna just tell y'all this episode is gonna be controversial. I'm, I'm not even gonna bullshit y'all with the conversations that we actually had this shift at at the station with my crew, actually with my whole shift, guys from from all the stations. We all kind of came together to celebrate one of the guys' birthdays. And we were really just sitting around talking about a lot of stuff going on in the world, in the fire department, in our fire department, just typical fire department, tabletop stuff. And really, it kind of struck me, some of the things we talked about, I'm like, you know what? It's going to piss a lot of fucking people off, but this is something that I need to, I really need to share with all the listeners so that you all kind of can see where my thought process is on the subject that I'm going to bring up. But uh, just warning y'all, you may not like this one, and if you don't, I'm not sorry. This is how I feel. 
Uh, once again, I reiterate, this is my show. If you don't like the content on here, you can go listen to somebody else's show. I'm just trying to tell y'all and bring to y'all the way the, the topics, the things that I view, the things that I see in the fire service, the things I've experienced throughout my career, good, bad, and ugly, and share those experiences with y'all, and y'all take with, with what you want out of it. Try to apply it to your careers. Hopefully, it gives you some good insight on, on what you would do in, in situations that you know you may be currently going through. That's been the whole goal of this podcast from the very beginning is just sharing the lessons that I've learned the hard way uh, for y'all to hopefully either do better or open your eyes to some some different ways of handling things, seeing things, all that good stuff. So, like I said, I'm fired up. I'm going to give a little little plug here. I just finished drinking a Screaming Freedom Energy Drink from First Form. Guys, they've been one of the sponsors of the show. I haven't talked about it a whole lot. And to be completely honest, the reason why is because I haven't really been working out as much as I should uh, for the last month or so. And that's just because I've had way too much shit going on in my personal life with, with just trying to keep this... Uh, keep this little ranch operation going we were wrapping up rodeo season with uh with my daughter so it's just been really busy plus some other personal things that i've got going on uh outside of that and my ass has not been in the gym the way that i should be bottom line and i don't want to be a hypocrite because i love first form products they're by far the best that i've ever tried the best i've ever used they are what i use uh i mean their energy drinks is what i drink every day to get my ass when i get up at two in the morning to be able to make it to work on time. That's what I drink on my way there. That's what I drink whenever I'm dog-ass tired. So I'm, I'm really loyal to their energy drinks. Uh, as far as the workout products, they are hands down the best. But being honest and transparent, I have not used them for the last month or so because I have not been working out the way that I should. And so I wasn't going to you know, basically give advertisements on something that I'm not currently using at this particular moment. However, I'm sitting here looking at it on the counter and I'm uh, – a complete and loyal uh, customer and representative to that brand, to the first form brand and what those products, uh, the quality of them and everything. So I just got done drinking one of their, uh, their screaming freedom energy drinks. So I'm fired the hell up, but my tongue is a little twisted, but Hey, it's all good. Uh, so, you know, if y'all are into working out big in the nutritional space um, and, and really care about what you're putting into your body, go show some love firstform.com slash third alarm cowboys that's one of our big sponsors for this show that helps me in and allows me to put this on i know that y'all hear that from all kinds of podcasts but the reality is guys this shit ain't free it call it you got to come out of pocket to be even to be able to produce a podcast so if you have podcasts out there that you support that you like the information is things that you really um resonate with it's valuable to you then the best thing you can do for all those podcasts, including this one, is to show the the sponsors of those shows some love. So we've got some badass sponsors that have been loyal with us for really since I started this and started taking on sponsors. Y'all go show them some love. But go to firstform.com slash third alarm cowboys. Cigars are taking off, guys. I gotta tell y'all, this uh this whole cigar venture has been very cool. Payne Mason has been badass since the very beginning, since we really started talking and, and you know seeing how we could uh, could partner up and get this going. Just recently, I, I announced on Facebook, but we got everything really locked in. The bands are, have already been printed, and we're, we're getting everything really wrapped up to be able to start shipping out, getting the website and all that good stuff worked on. But we've partnered with Frontier Fools out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas, and are going to be making them a you know custom secondary band on the Third Alarm Cowboys cigars for them to be able to um, have something cool for their specific chapter. I want all y'all to go you know check it out on Facebook. I posted exactly what it's going to look like, uh, some samples of, of what the cigars are going to be. So if you're part of a Fool's chapter anywhere in in the United States, just know that this is an option. This is something that I'm doing for the for the different fools chapters i want to be able to provide y'all something cool a lot of guys like cigars so you might as well be smoking a cigar that's got your chapter's uh name on it and with that there is something that i'm doing personally from my end for those chapters that want to partner with us to help with a little compensation and add towards y'all's general fund so if you are part of one of these chapters and that sounds like something that y'all be interested in doing reach out to me like i said we've partnered with frontier fools it's going to be our first chapter and and we're literally about to start doing shipments uh, probably this coming week 
So really excited about that. Those guys are fired up. They love what we're doing. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen, because you really just listen to the show and you don't follow much on social media or you haven't actually seen one of the posts, last week I launched the Truckee popular demand everybody was asking me well y'all got an engine operator where's your trucky cigar where's your trucky cigar well we have one um it's a churchill so it's a little bit longer uh of a smoking experience for you guys that actually know what a churchill cigar is so all you salty firemen out there that like to smoke you know churchills and shit like that i've got one for you it's the trucky it's it's pretty badass i'm really excited about that and for people that are curious as far as the fool's partnership is going what we're going to do guys on that is if you are going to be if you're part of a chapter that's partnered with us you'll have basically the full menu of the third alarm cowboy cigars available to you we're working on all those details on the website but you'll be able to go on there and pick your fool's chapter that you're a member of and then choose one of the cigars that we have as an option and it'll ship directly to you so you'll have the whole the whole variety of the third alarm cowboy cigars available to you but then also with that uh with that custom band for your specific fools chapter so it's a really cool thing that we're doing and trying to build with uh with the fools group because i believe in what they are trying to do in the fire service i believe in what they're doing for just you know the overall brotherhood and and the love of the job of being a firefighter and the proud tradition of being a firefighter i believe in what they're doing and i want to really help them out so offering this you know it it's something that I can do on my end to try to, to try to help you guys, and and that's what I'm doing. So that's what we got going on with that, guys. Other than that, man, I uh, hauled a couple cows to the slaughterhouse the other day, and got some beef coming in next week that uh, we're gonna be coming out, you know, and and sharing to friends and family that people can get good quality beef. That's a whole other deal that I'm. Got kind of coming down the pipe as we build and get bigger. That's going to be something, to be perfectly honest, I'm working on being able to make it where I can ship to you guys. All you listeners that, you know, you're tired of buying your meat from all your big box stores and all that stuff. You don't know where your meat's coming from. You don't know the quality and you're getting charged out the ass. This is something that I'm working on being able to do. People know exactly how we take care of our animals. Not going to lie to y'all, most of these cows have been cussed the fuck out because cows are a pain in the ass, but overall, they're not getting pumped full of a bunch of bullshit. They're getting fed just straight up pastures and hay and a little bit of cubes during the wintertime to keep the weight on them. Um, that's just how normal ranchers do it. We're not into feedlot bullshit like a lot of these uh, big box stores are getting their meat from these days. So that's kind of where we're at. Just giving y'all a little bit of a rundown on what's up, but I'm going to jump straight into the content of this show now. I posted an article this week coming out, I think it was Fire Rescue One or whatever, and I, I'm not, this is not on Fire Rescue One. They just put out information as they get it and, you know, post articles and shit from people that are, that write the different articles. Mainly, this is coming out of the International Association of Fire Chiefs, which is the, you know, the partner organization to the IFF. If you've been a listener to this show for a little while, you probably know how I feel about the IFF and what they do as a an international organization. I'm not a fan. That's just a, a cold hard fact. They don't do jack shit for us here in Texas, except take your fucking money and give you a bumper sticker and show up once every couple years and rah, rah, rah to keep you engaged and keep you sending them money every month. But other than that, Texas doesn't get much out of them. There's some badass locals in Texas that have really good uh, local representation like their president and their board are badass and they handle the local business but as far as the true support from the IFF I have not seen it I have not seen them do shit, jack shit for a lot of what they promise they will when they take your money that's my personal opinion you don't have to like it I think that there's a lot of scandals at the top of the food chain when it comes to that they're more concerned about rubbing elbows with politicians than they are trying to make firefighters lives better that's just my personal belief that's what i have seen whenever i was a uh, local vice president reached out to them you can't get any answers you can't get any support basically what they tell you is oh yeah we're here to we're here to back you up and then when you need them they're, they're a no-show that was my experience with them and i it would take a lot for me to become an a iff member again that's just the cold hard facts so the International Association of Fire Chiefs, of course, is, in my opinion, the same thing, but it's for fire chiefs where they like to go to all these big conferences and get all involved politically and try to push all these agendas that they think are what's going to make us better at the ground level 
in those online positions riding those trucks and i'm here to tell you guys those guys are so fucking far disconnected from what the hell is really going on out there on those streets and in those districts they don't have a clue they don't have a damn clue they might as well be watching chicago fire because their actual relationship status and understanding of what we are doing running those 911s is the exact same as them sitting down watching some bullshit on tv they don't have a damn clue that is bottom line how i feel about it I feel that way about countless chiefs out there uh, from what I've seen throughout my career, people I've worked around and all that stuff. These people go to these conferences. These people go to their big meetings and they sit around and they talk to other chiefs and they go to the National Fire Academy and they go to FDIC and all these things and they rah, rah, rah amongst each other about how great they all are and don't half of them, they can't even tell you how to crank a saw on your fire truck. That That's just the fucking cold hard facts. You can... Write it up however you want to. You can say, well, they've got education that they don't need to know how to. Yes, they do need to know. And when we start putting out policies and we start putting out initiatives, here's where it's going to get tricky. When we start putting out initiatives at the international level, like what the article was that I just shared the other day, we got a fucking problem. So here's the deal. I've been in this career almost 15 years now, worked two full times for a majority of that. Spent a lot of time in a fire station, a lot of fucking time. If you calculate all my time in the station up, it's more than 25 years in a fire station. I've worked with white folks, black folks, Hispanics, straights, gays, Catholics, Christians, Muslims, all walks of life. Guys that, country boys like me that grew up riding horses and, and working cows to guys that grew up in the hood that were in gangs whenever they were in high school had to get their tattoos, their gang tattoos covered up just so they could get hired on at the fire department. I've worked with married guys. I've worked with married women. I've worked with single partying playboys and playgirls i've worked with people that are parents i've worked with people that are grandparents and didn't anything that i read in that fucking article have anything to do with what we are really doing in those fire stations so the if uh, the intercession it's the iafc or yeah International Association of Fucking Fire Chiefs. They are pushing an initiative now to be more inclusive. So I'm going to let y'all in on a secret of how I feel. The fire service is 20 years behind society. We always have been, and apparently that's where we're still headed. And I say that because the last five to six years, we've seen this huge initiative and push of Degree, 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 degree. You got to have a fucking degree to be successful in anything in this fire service, to promote, to move up, to do anything. You have to have a degree. Degrees and certifications. Well, in society, about 15 years ago when I graduated high school, and then I'd say the 10 years prior to that, that was the national initiative. That was what they taught all of us coming out of school and, like, you know, folks older than me, uh, you know, within 10 years, graduated 10 years ahead of me. It was go to college, go to college, go to college. You got to go to college or you're going to be working at McDonald's. You have to get a degree. You will never be successful. You can't make uh, a good salary if you don't have a degree. So we flooded the fucking market with all these people that are getting degrees. And then, of course, you know, I made my choices in life. I, I went the blue collar route, worked my ass off, made good money, did that. I didn't chase the college, the college route. A lot of my friends, guys, did. Went to some of your top tier schools, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, University of Texas, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma University. Guys that I graduated high school with, guys and girls, they went over Baylor. Uh, some really renowned schools in the South. And I'll be honest with y'all, about 50 to 75% of them went and got their degrees. They come right back to our hometown and some of them work a minimum wage jobs. Some of them working at the fucking bar as a bartender. Some of them ended up working in the oil field with me. 
college damn degree from Texas A&M and you're working in an oil field slinging tongs right beside me on a damn rig floor. But the difference is you got a hundred something thousand dollars in student debt that I don't. Whatever. Now you may have the, the opportunity later on to advance and be able to move up and do different things because you have a degree and I'm not taking that away because there is times that it is beneficial. Like I said, later on in life, I went back to college because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to pursue getting into fire administration at that time because I thought I could really make a difference and try to take my experience and my knowledge and my beliefs as a person into one of those roles and it would really make a difference. And And I was kind of slapped with the cold, hard, ugly truth of where the fire service is today when it comes to those chief spots. But the thing is, guys, where I'm getting at with this, we pushed this huge initiative and basically it didn't pan out for our generation. The millennial generation was forced and pushed and coached and everything in between to go get college degrees and most of it has not been that lucrative for us. Guys are just doing what they could have been doing or would have been doing without a degree. They're doing that anyway. Well, the fire service is, like I said, 10, 15, 20 years behind culturally on that. So then now here, 15 years later, now the fire service is pushing this huge degree, 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 degree. And I'm here to tell y'all, it's already showing. The departments I've been around, the departments that I have friends that work at, it's already fucking showing that the people... I'm not going to say everyone, but a large majority of the people that have degrees do not have the experience and the exposure and the problem-solving skills and basically the grit and the heart that you need to fill some of these positions, these engine operator positions, captain's positions, lieutenant's positions. So we had this huge push we're, we're hiring paper and not people. And I made a post the other day talking about that the fire service needs to get back to hiring the people and then worry about what degrees or certifications or paperwork you need to make them be able to be qualified to do their job. So, for instance, here's an example. If you're going to um, have someone that is really really great at training and has a great working knowledge of the fire ground and what it takes to be successful on the fire ground, then put that person in that training position and then say if they need their instructors and they need all the, the certifications to be able to make it legal where they can truly write the lesson plans and the paperwork and handle all, all of that shit, then okay, fine. Let them get all that paperwork after they're in that position or you put them in that position and let them start going and getting that. And then they can obtain it where, yes, the program that they're putting together and the program that they're doing is quote-unquote legal. And it can be certified and validated so when that you're audited for your training records, it's signed off on someone that's qualified. But don't just go and promote somebody just because they have paperwork and they don't know jack shit or they're not a very good human being. They're not a good person. They don't have the fire service best interest at heart. Stop doing that. Worry about what the person is, and, it, and especially this shit when it goes to officer positions where guys are making decisions. You see it all the time. I, I, I can't tell you all the amount of stories of, of shit that you hear. Well, they only promoted him because he had a degree, and that was one of the requirements, so you had to fill that position with someone who has a degree. Okay, but he's been on a truck for two years, and he doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. He has to ask the battalion chief or the district chief what they're doing. His crew runs him. The firefighters tell him what to do, or here's my favorite. Yeah, he's the captain, but he doesn't even put his gear on, and he stays outside the fire all the time because he's scared to go inside and fight fire. So his crew is inside fighting fire, and he stays his ass outside not even dressed. Why? He's in that seat because he had a fucking degree and he had the certification. You didn't hire the person. You didn't promote the person. You hired the paper. See, I'm kind of a weird generation when it comes to the fire service because I came in and, and fortunately, I'll say it's fortunately, I was part of a volunteer department and duty crew departments and my first full-time pay department that was more focused on getting people operationally and tactically savvy and training them up on the job and getting good at their job and then learning the job ahead of them and all that good stuff, they didn't care about certs. Like, I'll be honest, the places that my first, 
my first probably eight years in the fire service, I was very fortunate that certifications were not a requirement for stuff. We had hardcore promotional processes that were a working knowledge of your district, of your SOGs of the department, of your truck. So like the EO test, it was 100% all about can you how good do you drive the truck? How good do you pump the truck? All that shit. There was no heavy-handedness when it came to certifications. To be quite honest, the department didn't give a shit. The only thing you needed on paper was a Class B driver's license that said that you could legally drive an air brake vehicle. That's all they cared about. Other than that... They were all about in-house training to get you efficient on how we operated in that department. So I was fortunate in that aspect, and it was all about experience and exposure and what you could do and how you could handle your ass on the scene of emergencies. That's what it was important. So fortunately, guys, the reality is, is I promoted to my first captain spot in an environment like that. It wasn't until I had been a captain for a few years that I started seeing this huge push and then I had to go get this cert and that cert and all that to stay to stay qualified for the, the positions that I was holding. So I'm kind of a weird sense when it comes to that because I was involved, you know, basically in both. I have been exposed to both sides of that coin when it comes to the fire service and promotional processes. But I'm here to tell y'all, we are lacking. We are lacking big time on qualified people in positions. And I mean that qualified on being able to handle their, themselves and handle the situations on those emergency scenes. I'm, I'm sick to death of people just promoting because they hold their fire officer too and their executive fire officer and their instructor this and their uh, hazmat that. and all. Okay, great. So you could take an online fucking book and memorize it, not even memorize it. You could take an online system class and go take a test and you think that qualifies you to sit in that seat. That is absolute bullshit. That does not make you qualified for a damn thing. And just because you have a college degree in basket weaving or styrofoam cup stacking, I say that because I'm looking at a cup right here. Styrofoam cup stacking, but your shit has a BA next to it. That does not mean that you are qualified on those emergency scenes. And we are fucking up. As a fire service, we are fucking up. And that's what we've done culturally. We push this shit, and so now, you know, we're behind. Well, now you see the, the tides turning across the United States when it comes to that. Now the big initiative that you see from all these major business owners, from all these huge entrepreneurs, and all these people that are making ass loads of money, guys. Ass loads of money. Y'all want to make some money? We talked about this on a previous show. Y'all want to make some money Get in, in on your days off from the fire department? Get into blue-collar trades. Welders, electricians, plumbers, all that shit, they're making an ass load of money, and half of them do not have fucking degrees. So, you know, we'll see it in the next probably, I'd say, five years. The fire service will revert back to, oh, man, we've got all these people sitting in positions and, and none of them can perform on scene. So, man, we need to get just heavy on uh, promoting experienced people again. But some of us this whole time have been sitting here saying, promote the person, not the paper. And what that looks like for each individual department, I can't tell you because that's not my my place to say. That's on the fire chiefs, and and that's something that they're going to have to address. But you have a major issue of getting people to promote in these seats that are good quality people that you can trust to take care of their people and to take care of the community and make good sound judgment calls on scene, then make the decisions on that person, not on the paper that they hold. Now, Getting into what the the part of the, of this episode that I really want to tie all this together with is so the you know the International Association of Fire Chiefs just put out this whole bullshit about inclusion that they are now putting out a huge initiative that they're wanting to trickle down to every fire station for inclusive firehouses. The way that I read it and the way that I determine it because we've seen what has happened in culture across this nation since the DEI and affirmative actions and all these things that have taken place across the nation over the last couple of decades and all this stuff. We started promoting people. We started hiring people. We started doing all this stuff solely based on either their skin tone or their sexuality or their religious orientation. We stopped giving a fuck about what the actual person was. And to be completely honest with y'all, 
That is another royal fuck up. We do not need to be putting people on fire apparatus to be running emergency calls and running calls all night long just simply because of the, the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or their religious beliefs. That should be in the farthest part of our mind when it comes to who we're putting on cruise. That should not matter. You want to make it all inclusive? Then take all that shit off the table and let's start hiring the person. Let's start hiring the caliber and the quality of the person. Hell, if you got to put up a damn wall, a wall between you and that interviewee, so you don't know if they're white, you don't know if they're black, you don't know if they're Hispanic, you don't know none of that shit. You're just talking to a voice. And so you're just hearing what that voice has to say and how that voice feels. If you have to do that in your hiring processes, that is a true blank canvas of what you're hiring. Not looking and, and encouraging people to be putting on their application, well, I'm gay, or well, I'm into this, or well, I'm into that. All that shit, guys, I'm here to tell y'all. Like I explained, I have walked and worked with every walk of life in a fire station. And it doesn't matter to me. And then so many guys, like we literally talked about this shit this shift, guys. And I'm going to tell y'all, my shift is a mod podge of people. We, we are uh, a mixture of all walks of life. We got an Asian immigrant on my shift. We have several black guys. We got several Hispanic guys. We got a couple country boys, several of us country boys. We got some, some hood-ass white guys. We got uh, females. Uh, all, some of us are married with kids. Some of uh, some of the guys are still Playboy status. I mean, we have all this shit, and every single one of us sitting around saying the same thing. That really and truly, because I brought it up, I asked, "How do y'all feel about this shit?" Because you never know. And I consider these people my family, so I want to know how they feel. And so I asked, "How do y'all feel about this?" And every single one of them said they don't give a fuck about any of that shit. They care about their performance and the standard that they're willing to perform and operate at coming into that fire station. You want to make a fire station all-inclusive? You want to make the, the people have that brotherhood and that camaraderie? Then set the fucking standards for where you want to be and don't make it have any fucking thing to do about what the color of their skin is or their sexual orientation is or any of that bullshit. If you're coming to the table and you say, I deserve to be at this table just simply because I'm white or just simply because I'm black or simply because I'm gay or I'm straight, then you are not even, that is, that, you're not even in the job for the right reasons. You are not even, that should not even be on your mind. At all. Now, we clown. We bust each other's balls. I mean, yesterday, it was, you know, if, if HR was listening to our conversation, it probably would have been a little rough. But that's part of it. And that is that inclusive. When you can clown on the white boys for being, you know, rednecks, and you can clown on the black guys for being hood, and you can clown on the Mexicans for this, that, or the other, or you can clown on the agents because they speak funky English, and all this shit, that is the fun. That's inclusive. And no one's feelings are hurt. You know, we laugh over here because there's some, you know, there's clips that go on uh, that show back in the day. We were talking about it on a, on a previous podcast, Rescue Me, and they're going to that little inclusivity, sensitivity shit, and they're sitting there clowning on each other about, you know, popping off with all the, uh, you know, the slang terms and stuff and all that. Guys, that's real fire station brotherhood. You don't have to fucking like it, but that is the way it is. When these dudes are, are clowning on me, about me being, you know, fucking old ass because I want to go to bed at 8 o'clock. And they're all young dudes and they stay up till midnight or 1 watching movies and shit. And they clown on me. That's fine. That's, you're getting clowned on and it's everybody's busting each other's balls because you are being inclusive. Because you are part of the family and the brotherhood. You're part of that crew and part of that shift. Walking in the room and just sitting there and saying, I deserve to be at this table because I'm white. Or I deserve to be at this table and I got this job because I'm black. That in itself is wrong. Because you're not, that doesn't say that you're trying to get there to be part of what the standard is. The Supreme Court ruling just came down last year. And a lot of people didn't fucking like it, but it's it's the letter of the law in this nation. The Supreme Court came down and ruled that affirmative action was actually unconstitutional because it was discriminatory in the fact that you were hiring people simply because they were black. 
or simply because they were a female. That's not inclusive. That is separating people into certain specific items. That means that you're not a firefighter. You're a female. You're not a firefighter. You're a male. You're not a firefighter. You're black. You're not a firefighter. You're white. You're gay. You're straight. That puts you in these separate categories rather than just saying, I'm a firefighter. Here is the fucking standard, and the standard is, I am a firefighter. And all that other bullshit should not be on the fucking table for what gets you in the job and gets you on the crew. I'm sorry. It just is not. Because I'm here to tell you guys, I just sat in that flashover chamber the other day. And then one of the, one of the evolutions, it was my turn to rotate out to be writ. And I got to thinking about this shit. Because I was videoing, you know, the guys wanted to, wanted to see some good videos of them coming out and, you know, their shit smoking and stuff because that's what Flashover Chambers do and it's fun and firemen, we're all nerds. So, I'm sitting there and guys, every last one of those guys that walked out of that ship from my whole shift, you couldn't tell. Now, I could tell because I know them. I knew which guy's this guy and which guy's that guy. But when they're walking out, you can't tell if they're white, they're black, they're gay, they're straight. They're Christian. They're Muslim. You can't tell that shit. You know what they all look like? They look like firefighters with a mask on and a helmet and gloves. And their air pack. That's what the fuck they look like. And that's what they are. And that's what the public, when you show up, sees. They don't say, oh, oh, that's a black guy coming to save me. Oh, that's a white guy coming to save me. They said, no, the firefighters are coming. So why is our leadership in the fire service trying to dissect us down into these smaller groups so that all we're focused on is the fact that we're white or all we're focused on is the fact that we're black or we're Hispanic or we're gay or we're straight? Why is the leadership in the fire service making that their goal? Why is it not the leadership of the fire service at the international level making it the goal to set the fucking standards high? To bring the standards up. To say, no, we have this line in the fire department of where we fucking perform. And if you can't meet that line, I don't give a fuck what your sexual orientation is or what color you are. You are not getting in the fucking door. If you can't meet this, then you don't deserve to be part of the crew. That should be the focus of the leadership. You want to bring that back? I'm here to tell you guys. You want to see guys laughing? You want to see camaraderie? You want to see inclusivity? Put some people through a flashover chamber where everybody in that room, whether you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight, you're Muslim, whatever, your ass is cooking and it's fucking hot. I promise you not a one of us was sitting there laying on that floor worrying about what color skin we were. None of us were. And even after the fact, we weren't. We were laughing and cutting up saying, oh, man, that shit was hot, but you better be glad that, uh, that I was blocking that heat for your little short ass. That's what we were saying, and that's how real fire station shit is. That's real fire station, guys. I don't care how you cut it up. That's the way it goes, man. You just you clown, you, you chop up with people, and, and really people don't, they don't, even, people don't even care. People don't even care. Guys that want to have hardcore brotherhood and you want to really be part of a crew and everything, the best way to make shit be inclusive and the best way to get where people get along and have that brotherhood and that camaraderie that we the, the leadership is saying that they want is through standards. If I know that every single guy on this crew is is at this level of, of standard of, of operating and performance then you're naturally going to gravitate to each other because as firefighters we want to be around other badass firefighters that's just the cold hard facts you hear you know i revert back to the navy seals a lot because i do a lot of studying on them and, and learning the history and all that and, and one thing you'll hear about seals across the fucking board is they will meet another seal and automatically have a brotherhood and a camaraderie with them, even though it could be they could be twenty years apart in their in their career. They could have never met each other in their career, never worked in the same uh, platoon or team, whatever you want to call it, never. But because they know 
every single guy that wears that trident on their badge went through buds and did that level of training and, and passed through those standards, it automatically gives them a brotherhood because they know that they can rely on that person. It does it to them. They don't give a shit what color they are. They don't give a shit what religion they are, sexual orientation they are, any of that shit. They're not asking at the door, are you gay or straight? Are you black or white? No one's asking that. They want to know, did you pass buds and get your trident? Did you meet this standard or surpass this standard that we set that is very high? And once you've done that, that's how you get a seat at the table. That's how you get to be in there. Now it's your job to maintain that standard and to learn more and get better at your department and get better at your district and your apparatus and, and the hose loads that you carry on that truck. That's what matters. So it absolutely infuriates me that our leadership at the international level that's up there rubbing elbows with all the politicians and, and all the money that gets allocated and everything all across the damn globe, that's what their concern is, is having classes and conferences for let's dissect guys down more and more and more to these little subcategories so we can divide. Because that's how I see it, guys. I've worked around so many different administrations in the fire service that their overall and wholehearted method because they sucked. Their leadership style sucked. Their administration sucked. Everything that they had going on was bullshit. So the only way that they kept the spotlight off of them and to keep people from uniting and pointing the finger back at them and saying, what you're doing in your administration is not good for us and it's not good for the community, was they kept everybody fighting. It's called divide and conquer. And the more that you can keep people subdivided and going going against each other and pointing the finger saying, well, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. No one is turning around saying, what you're doing for this department is not being true to the community. And that's what we got to be doing, guys. You know, that's what the IFF used to be about. We used to be about all coming together and it was... All of the firefighters getting adequate equipment that protected us properly and getting you know adequate benefits that provided for our families and protected us as far as needing our medical needs, whether it was through cancer initiatives and all these different things. That's what the IFF used to be about. But it's not anymore. Now it's now we've literally broken it down to now we're going to start pushing subcategories in the fire station where people are getting hired and more worried about the color of their skin or their sexual orientation and all those different things. That's what we're going to be caring more about to get ourselves in the door rather than I want to be hired because I am the best fucking firefighter that applied for this job. And I just, I, I can't get with it. I cannot get with it. And I talk to the guys on my crew and my shift and everything, and we're all cutting up. I mean, like I tell y'all, I've worked with guys from every walk of fucking life that this nation has to offer. All of it. And none of us care. Because like we said, literally said yesterday, talking about, hey man, at this point in time, we're all living check to check. We all broke as shit. Those of us with kids are all trying to do the best we can for our kids and try to turn them into good human beings and raise them to the best of our possible abilities. Those of us that are men are trying to be the best dads that we possibly can. We're trying to, you know, love our wives and do the best that we can for our wives. That's what we all give a shit about. That's what you don't hear us sitting around the table worrying about that other shit. And it doesn't matter. I mean, like I said, we're sitting here, I'm talking to guys of all walks of life, colors of skin, all that, and we're all saying the same thing. You know, we all sit around and talk about the bullshit that some of our wives put us through. We talk about the headaches that some of our kids cause us. That's that is inclusivity. Because that's what really matters to us. We don't give a shit about any of that. You know, I, I've worked with gay people, men and women. They sit at the table and cut up with us. At no point did they give a shit. Did we give a shit? Nobody cares. No one cares. What we care about is when that 911 call drops, is your ass on the truck? Are you getting dressed fast? Are you ready to go? Do you know how to pull that hose load? Do you know what tools to bring? Do you know how to get in that fucking door? Are you going to have my back when we go down this hallway? That's what the fuck every single one of us cares about. And the fact that our leadership at the very tippy top is more worried about 
all that other mess just proves exactly everything that this podcast has stood for from the beginning. I care about the people. I care about trying to make y'all better. I care about trying to share experiences and to get people to realize that it is a truly about the fucking people. It's not about padding your resume. It's not about, for now, what we're seeing. It's not about the leadership being able to say, well, I hired 15 gays and 12 black people this year, and that's how we're going to be more inclusive. Because that's what they're trying to push up. The, the stats that were coming down, it was all about, and I hate to be that way and single that out, but that's what the stats that they were pushing out in that article, and the more I dove in, that's what it was all about. It's trying to push the representation in the fire service about gays and African Americans. That, and if that's what you believe in, you think that that's needed, then I'm sorry this is not your cup of tea, but I just don't believe that that's what we need to separate ourselves down to. We need to be worried about being badass firefighters, and it does not make a fuck what color of skin you are, because at the end of the day, we all have the same struggles. At the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same things with our lives. We're all trying to do the same things with our families. You know, hey, this is a reality. If you're one of them single guys out there, you're all trying to get laid. If you're one of them single girls out there, you're probably trying to get laid. Gay or straight, black or white, nobody really gives a fuck. That's what everybody's trying to do. And our leadership is sitting at the top trying to break us down and separate us into smaller groups so that we fight each other and we're not turning the finger around and talking about the fact that the last administration from the IAFF was under investigation and indictment for millions and millions and millions of dollars missing from the fucking death fund from IAFF firefighters that we paid for. Where did that investigation go? Where did the investigation go for the IFF former president that was being investigated and indicted for all the money missing? Where's the investigations going on from these fire chiefs that are out here that are stealing from the payroll and stealing from the pension funds for their departments? Where's those investigations going on? If the International Association of Fire Chiefs wants to do a real fucking job of policing their own and caring about real shit that fire chiefs need to be doing to progress the fire service, start looking into these shit bags that are stealing from us. It's no different than what's going on at the federal government, guys. We're going into election season. Here's the primaries. And I don't give a shit which side of the aisle that you're on. They're all fucking bullshit. We have some good candidates and we got some bad candidates coming up no matter what state that you're in. And you better start doing the same thing that I'm preaching on this show and start voting for the fucking person, not the paper. If they've been in office for 30 years, get them the fuck out. I don't give a damn. They don't, no one up there deserves to be in office for 30 fucking years. They haven't done shit good for me and you down here at the ground level right on these fire trucks. Not a one of them. You don't have to like Trump. I don't really give a shit. But I'm here to tell y'all, this particular election, we have either somebody that's running that's going to continue to send hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars overseas instead of flipping it around and taking care of you and me. Or we got another guy over here that a lot of people don't like because he's got a big-ass ego and a big-ass mouth. Well, if you listen to this show, then you obviously don't mind listening to somebody with a big-ass ego and a big-ass mouth because, hell, that's what this fucking show is. So start thinking about, legitimately, start thinking about who the fuck you're going to be voting for throughout these primaries in your local places. You know, I've done a couple shows talking about voting and talking about this and the importance of it. And I'm here to tell you guys... There's millions of firefighters volunteer and paid all across this nation. If y'all will get loud and start really speaking up, whether it's your ESD boards, whether it's your city councils and all that stuff, if y'all will start really getting your voice out for the people that are going to do what's best for us as firefighters, y'all can really change the tides on a lot of these elections, especially at your local level. Start voting for the person and not the paper. We're sitting over here demanding that, that fire chiefs start promoting people for what kind of caliber a person they are, you got to do the same when it comes to who those fire chiefs' bosses are. If you want fire chiefs that are going to be solid, a solid person and don't care about stacking their own resume and don't care about what the you know how good they make themselves look, then you make it where their bosses care about people, and it will make them have to care about people to keep their job. That's how that forced obligation of doing the right thing works. If you're working for somebody that's going to force you to be a good person or you don't get to keep your job, you're going to be a good person. So it all rolls downhill, guys. And and at the end of the day, the communities love firefighters. The, The citizens and our taxpayers, they love us. 
They love us and they trust us. And if you are doing your job and being at that top standard that I'm talking about of performance and tactical ability and you're setting that hardcore standard in your departments and on your crews, then whenever you get out there in the public's eye, your work will speak for itself and you will maintain that level of trust. Then when you go to that community and you say, guys, this is what we need. This is what the fire service needs. We don't care about all this other stuff. We care about standards. We care about holding this line on our operational abilities. Then everything else will fall into place when it comes to that. We'll quit with all... See, it's easy for these departments and shit and for these chiefs and for you know our major leadership at the very top now to start separating us down when they've broken us down. They've totally broken us down because they haven't taken care of us. I've talked about it a few times before in the past when it comes to finances. I've had some guests on here that have really talked about what they've done to us payroll-wise and shit over the last couple of decades. You know, they keep us at a level where we're all basically living check to check. We're all having to work multiple jobs. So you're distracted. You're so focused on what it's going to take just to stay afloat that you can't really think about some of these things that I'm saying. And then when they crank up the fire on you and they start really pushing you down and separating it and making it where, well, I didn't get that promotion now and and, and this is how it's going to be looking, guys, with this initiative that they're trying to push. This is what it's going to be looking at. Now, instead of it being the best quality and caliber of person promoting now we're going to be sliding in that little factor of we got to meet inclusivity deals so now people are going to be able to put well they're getting promoted because they're gay they're getting promoted because they're straight they're getting promoted because they're white they're black they're hispanic they're asian now that shit is going to be putting getting put into your qualification process for promoting and you think that y'all are pissed now because they're wanting to only promote people with paper. How about now we're only going to promote people with people uh, that have paper and are a certain color or a certain sexual orientation? You're talking about being pissed off. That's going to make you mad as shit. It's not about getting more people in the doors like they're painting it. They're painting it like, oh, well, we're just trying to make it broad. It's already fucking broad. It's already broad. The, it, we take anybody. We take all walks of life. We take any color. We take any background unless you just have a criminal background that can't be forgiven. But even most departments are waiving a lot of the criminal shit. If you, got, if you smoke weed in high school, when I was fucking trying to get hired in the fire department, they wouldn't hire you. But we've let that go. We've laxed that. Now we've cut it down to, well, you haven't been able to smoke weed in the last year or two. If you got a DWI, used to, you were out forever. Now we say, well, as long as it was more than five years ago and you learned your lesson. So we're, we're even getting lax on some of those standards, which, hey, I don't have a problem with that, man. I think that we do things in high school. We do things when we're 20, 21 years old that we should not get punished for all until we're fucking 40. Some of us just did shit. So I'm okay with that. But how are we going to sit over here when we already have gotten where people are coming in the door and now we're more going to be more worried about hiring all these other things rather than hiring the people that can meet this standard, rather than hiring the people that care. Now it's that's not even going to be a factor. How about this? You want more motherfuckers in the door? You want more people to get hired and more people that want to come in the fire service? Sit your ass up at that level, at the political level, and get us fucking paid more. Get the fire department actually paid for the two careers that we are all now having to do because you leadership sat over here 30 years ago and told all the cities and the states and the federal government, oh, well, firefighters will take on EMS. So now as firefighters in most of these states, now we're forced to do fire as one career and EMS. So we're doing two careers for the price of one so that Y'all can pad your fucking pockets. You want more people to try to apply to get in? Make it where we're getting paid for two jobs. So if your normal job as a firefighter pays 40, you're also doing an EMS and that pays 40. Now starting pay is 80 rather than 40. You'll get 10 times the fucking applicants when you bump up the pay. How about that? 
That's how you get more people in the door. Not not put on this huge fucking show about how it matters of all the subcategories that don't matter at the kitchen table. Nobody cares at the kitchen table. What we care about is how you fucking operate. What we care about is how you care about the community and how you care about each and every other person sitting at this fucking table. No one gives a shit that's riding those trucks of what color skin you are or what sexual orientation you are or what religion you are. That's it. Leadership, I hope that you hear me. I hope that you understand this shit. Stop trying to validate your own bullshit because you can't meet the standard. This is the beauty part, guys. Here's the beauty part. This is the part that's probably going to get me fucking X-Nade on the big time podcast platforms. Uh, These motherfuckers that are sitting up here doing all this stuff, that are putting out this initiative, y'all think I'm fat. I'm fat, but hell, I can work. These fools, they couldn't pass a simple fucking pat test today. Not a one of them. They want to talk about opening up and being able to get people in the doors and how we need to hire more. And they are literally sitting there as the damn front page of inclusivity and hiring more. And I promise you, nine out of ten of them that were I saw in the pictures of this bullshit that they're putting out from these classes... Nine out of the ten of them could not pass a PAT test today. Couldn't do it. Much less probably operate on a fire ground. So they don't even understand the standard because they've never even met the standard. But now they're more worried about pushing this other initiative to try to come in here to make life harder on us and divide us more in our crews, in our shifts, and in our departments because that's what's important to them. They don't care about us. They don't care about the the true firefighters that are riding on the truck, guys. So y'all start paying attention to who you're spending your money with, who you're sending your fucking dues to, and who y'all are voting for for these positions. Most of those spots are elected. You fire chiefs, because there's a lot that I know that listen to this show. I'm finding out more and more every day that listen. You fire chiefs that are a part of that shit. If you're part of the International Association of Fire Chiefs, y'all start paying attention to who the hell you're voting for. Stop putting these people in these major leadership positions that are putting initiatives that are making shit harder on your guys. Stop it. These people care about their own political agendas. These people care about which Congress and Senate and federal administration people that they're rubbing elbows with so that they could get in on the more big money and the fucking benefits and the lobbyists and all this other shit that we're seeing happening on all aspects of the federal government. Start paying attention to who you have out there representing you. That's it. Set the standards within your department. Set them. Set them high. Make everybody have to push. Man, I'm telling y'all, if y'all want inclusivity in the fire service... Then make it where every single person that's sitting at that table or on that shift or on that crew can meet these hard-ass, bad-ass standards and everybody can walk around with their chest poked out and their head held high saying that we are badass fucking firefighters and we handle our shit. That's a level of inclusivity that you can't put on paper. That's a level of, of being part of a brotherhood and a camaraderie and a family in that fire station that you will never be able to put on fucking paper or teach in a National Fire Academy class or teach in an executive fire officer class or any of these other things. You will never be able to match that. And that's what matters because that is what is going out there when that 911 call is made. Not your shit sitting on your papers. That's it. Bottom line. So, guys, that's all I have for y'all tonight. Sorry I get a little fired up on that. But, man, I'm just I'm so sick of seeing and being around these administrations and these chiefs and these people with cross bugles that care more about dividing us at every little aspect of our lives in order to keep the spotlight off of their inabilities to perform, to keep the spotlight off of their flaws and their administrations you know, and we want to sit over here and, and some of these people I'm sure that are for this initiative probably have insane turnover rates at their department. They probably can't staff their trucks. So they're like, oh yeah, we need to do this. We need more inclusive. We need to get more people in the door. Well, how about all the people that you've lost out the door because your current policies and procedures and your ways of doing business right now don't fucking work? You go out and hire more and more people all day long. But if you still got a 100% turnover rate at your department, 
What you're doing ain't working. So stop letting these people represent us. They do not represent those of us sitting at the kitchen tables running these 911s and answering these emergencies and taking care of the taxpayer. They don't represent us because we don't care. We don't care. We don't care what color your skin is. We don't care what your sexual orientation is. We don't care what your religious beliefs are. We don't care. We care that you got my back and I got yours. That's what we care about. And if you're a real firefighter that truly believes in what a firefighter is, then that's all that matters. All that other bullshit is to some make somebody else look good. That's it. All right, guys. Well, that's all I got for y'all. I hope that y'all really think about that. I hope that uh, you know y'all take it to heart because that's truly how I feel, man. Like I said, I worked with every walk of life, every color of skin, every sexual orientation that I know of. That's currently whatever. Uh, all that shit, religions, and no, we don't care. We don't care. We care that we have each other's back. We care that we have fun in those stations. We care that our ability to perform on those emergency calls are met and the standard that we hold in our crews in our shifts and in our departments that that standard is uncompromising and that standard is being met by every individual that puts on that badge that's what we care about guys go show our sponsor some love like i said go to thirdalarmcowboys.com Go check out our, our cigars, man. We got that the new Truckee that's out. We still have the four-pack combo that's uh, got a little discount and stuff on it. So y'all be sure and go check all that out, guys, and keep uh, keep keep up with all the love and support. I've really seen a uptick in the shares. I've seen an uptick in all the uh, you know the content, whether it's the shows, whether it's the cigar posts, all the different things. I know that I, I've been really trying to uh, you know get y'all some good information and stuff out, and and y'all really doing a jam up job right now. I'm doing a a free T-shirt giveaway, and go on the Facebook page and check it out. If you'll go to uh, Third Alarm Cowboys Facebook, scroll down, find the post, free t-shirt giveaway. In the comments, drop a photo of you smoking one of the cigars. I'm going to take all those names and uh, you know draw a winner. I'm going to run it for a little bit longer because I didn't do a good job on uh, on sharing that post much, so it probably didn't get that much exposure, but uh, probably about another week. I'm going to take all those names, and then I'll get in contact with you and... Uh, figure out your t-shirt size your address and all that good stuff and and send you a shirt i've already had several guys that have posted uh huge shout out to i can't remember what the guy's name is but he had posted on there and it was uh look like it maybe it was from his snapchat or something like that but it said the only way to uh celebrate the birth of his new baby and he was smoking a uh, third alarm cowboy cigar so if you listen to this show man and that was you i gotta tell you that is so special to me uh that's what i did when my babies were born was um you know smoke cigars with with my boys and uh that's very very special and the fact that it happened to be one of our cigars the third alarm cowboy cigar man that's that touches my heart and that's very special so thank you for that and the rest of y'all man just keep kicking ass hold that standard and and take care of those people that are sitting at the table with you man the colors uh skin colors and and all that other bullshit man we don't care and i really mean that y'all don't let leadership don't let people separate us down like that we're fighting each other on a level that low that is insane shit and we're we're better than that firefighters are better than that all around so go to thirdalarmcowboys.com go you know follow us on facebook follow us on instagram please go subscribe on spotify and apple podcast we've gotten a shitload of new subscribers over the last month and i want to keep that going and keep that bigger uh, you know, just get this out there where when people search firefighter podcast, this will be the number one podcast that comes up. And I really appreciate all of you. I love all the support and I'll see you on the next one. Try to lose my way, but I won't stumble.